If you will, open up your Bibles to Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, right after the book of Proverbs, pretty much. And um, we're going to look, and you know, I, you know my, some of my friends do better than me on titles. You know, they have fancy ones. So, you know, I'm going to talk about wisdom today. So I'm like, well, what would be a cool name, you know? Uh, be a wise guy. And I thought, I don't know, that doesn't sound real good. You know, there's... So, if, if there is a title, it's about wisdom, but I guess you can write on the top of your things, be a wise guy. Um, don't know if that's what's going to make the ultimate cut, but it, what's important is what's in the message, right? And so, uh, Ecclesiastes, we're going to begin reading uh, in the 10th chapter, and we're going to look at the 10th verse. And uh, there are some profound truths in the Bible about wisdom. And uh, wisdom, when I first got saved and I would be reading the Bible, and I don't know about you, um, I, I would believe it's true that everybody who gets saved has a hunger to see what's in the Word. They want to know. They get a hunger that was not existing before, Meaning, they may have been hungry for God, wanting to know about Him, but there's something about getting born again. The Bible said, born-again people start craving the Word of God, the milk of the Word of God. And I was like that, and I don't know about you, but there's a lot of language in the Bible that I don't use on the street. Some of you are acting totally innocent. You guys use words like that, you know? I mean, I had a King James Bible, and it's all thee, thou, thy... You know, and he's a propitiation for our sins. I'm like, I use that word all the time. I'm like, what? What does that mean? And then just come to find out, it means either a mercy seat or a payment. Oh, well, I do use that. And so when I would hear the words, because you see them all the time, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and when when they're in a certain place, they mean something, don't they? Some, some of you aren't sure. Words in a certain place mean something. You need to change. I'm at the register. You need to give me my change. Some of you aren't getting this. <laughs> they mean something in, when they're in a different place. That word change, right? And... Um, and so, when we see the word wisdom, I used to think, what does that mean? Now, all you know what wisdom means. I didn't really know what it meant, meant. And if you don't really know what it means, then when you read over it, you don't get the right application. You know what I mean? I mean, if you think wisdom is just information only... Uh, then you will see wisdom wrong. And then when you read it, you won't get the full impart of what it's trying to say. But if you can see what the words mean, and then you read over something, then you can go, oh, that's why the word wisdom is there, and that's what it means. So if you want to be a wise guy, remember that's the title today. This is going to be good for you, right? Ecclesiastes 10.10. 10. If the axe is dull and one does not sharpen the edge, then he must use more strength. Now he's going to give a statement right here, but wisdom brings success. Somebody said, well, if I was cutting down trees, that would be important, but I'm not. Somebody's like, I moved from the forest, I'm never cutting down trees again. But there's a principle here. Notice this. If the axe is dull, and one does not sharpen the edge, then he must use more strength. So you could say it like this. It's harder to cut something down if the blade is dull. And you could say it like this. If the blade is dull on an axe, it could take me 
twice as long, four times as long, 50 times as long. I mean, if your axe is so dull, it looks like a hammer. So you see what I'm talking about? It's going to take a ton of your strength and a ton of your time compared to if that thing is super sharp and you just start swinging it, then the axe will do some of the work. Right? The axe, everybody say the axe, is supposed to do the work. Now you have a part to play, but the axe is supposed to do something. And the duller the axe is, now listen, the duller the axe is, the more strength it takes from you, and the less results you get during that same period of time. So if I'll spend a little bit of time in my life, and you're right next to me, it's Adam. Because, right, he's stronger. He just acts like he is. But he, than me. But he has an uh, axe that looks like a sledgehammer. You know, it's just not real sharp. And he's like, I'm strong, it doesn't matter. I'm like, all right. And he goes to work on a big tree. And I take a few minutes today to sharpen my blade to get it super sharp. If you're a gambling man, go with me. <laughs> right? Because his strength will take him so far, but I'll outdo him. Why? Because it's a sharp blade. It's just going to start going through. And then if I'll take more time say 30 minutes in, and I just sit down, resharpen the blade, get it sharper again, just keep it just sharp, and just go and keep going, I'm going to beat him, and probably in the long haul, he may wear out. He did not make this statement, if the axe is dull, and one does not sharpen the edge, then he must use more strength apart from wisdom, but wisdom brings success. The wisdom here is it doesn't take a ton of strength, a ton of effort. You can use less effort, less time, get better results in life in every area if you'll work to have wisdom and apply wisdom. But if you don't apply wisdom, and, and there are things like this. I remember when I first started working, I would see people not working as hard as me and making way more money than me. And the natural side of life, and we've all heard those people, how come they get make more money and they don't even work as hard as me or as much as me? Because a sharper blade will get more done than a dull blade. Okay, some people don't like that. But there is a reality there. Because the Bible said that riches, wealth, honor is in wisdom's hand. So if wisdom is not in us, then we need to get wisdom. And I know over the years... Because, you know, you can see great examples of people working hard and laboring hard and, 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 and uh, getting a paycheck, so to speak. Or, or somebody working real hard. There are some people that give more time to their kids than others, and their kids end up off the rails. And there are some that apply wisdom, and the Bible gives us wisdom. That's why I said, if you'll just go back and keep sharpening your blade periodically, you'll be able to strike at the tree and take it down with less effort. And uh, that sharpening is getting the wisdom you need. You with me? Some people think, well, I got this big tree. I need to get after it. No, what we need to do is get after wisdom. And we'll look at this stuff. Because if we don't have wisdom, uh, life will run out before we do all that we could or should. 
If my assignment is to chop down this forest and I'm using a hammer, I'm going to get down the road and go, ugh, uh. And then if you see somebody and they got three quarters or they're almost done with their forest, you know what? A wise man will learn from that. If you want to be wise, look, why are they able to cut down their forest? Well, it's interesting. They give time and they, they, they do it different than me. And isn't it interesting, they just keep sharpening their blade and I just keep working harder. Now, I'm not teaching be lazy. Because the Bible has scriptures about being lazy. If you're lazy like a person, you know, that just lays around and does nothing, you're like the door of a, you know, or a hinge on a door. You just go back and forth and lay there in bed. It said your poverty will come upon you. But he even tells you, observe the ant, how they do things and get wisdom from things. And uh, so here it says, but wisdom brings success. What's he saying? The person who uses a dull axe doesn't have wisdom. So they're going to have to compensate with extra strength. Extra effort. And there's, there's a certain point where you can't compensate and, and, and out-labor and out-strength wisdom. You, can, you just cannot. Everybody okay? So we'll, we'll, we'll look at some things here. You know, I'm going to make a couple of statements here. Instead of using our faith, because, you know, we're faith people. We're going to trust God. It might be good, instead of using our faith to move problems, uh, we should use wisdom to create less problems. You know, some people are using all their faith because the problems they created by not applying wisdom. It's better to not have to be trying to use your faith on everything because there are mountains that come. Jesus said they do. And we can use our faith to move the mountains. But if I'm not using wisdom, I am going to create mountains that don't even need to be there, and I'm going to have to use my faith there, it'd be better to use wisdom to not create mountains. Some will come. Use your faith. But why create problems that we then later have to use our faith to get out of? When we could have totally avoided them. Thank you for your excitement on that. You know, I mean, if you have young kids, I'd be looking at the Scriptures to find out what wisdom is to get them trained up right in the Lord so when they're old, they won't depart. And you're not having to use your faith if I'm the creator of this misdirection. If I can straighten up certain things in myself, I'm not going to have to use my faith to help them get out of their hardships. You with me? Train up a child in the way he would go and when he's old, he will not depart. It didn't say that he'll come back. That's how most people quote it. Well, my son's out there doing all this wild stuff, but the Bible said train him up in the child in the, in the way he should go, and when he's old, he won't depart. Well, they departed. So wisdom would teach you how to do it, so they don't depart. You don't have to use your faith. You just get to enjoy. Hallelujah. Well, that was exciting. And... Um, and we're all growing, and we're not perfect, you know, but God will give us wisdom, and it will work in this day. It will work in this day. So you could say it like this from this scripture, uh, wisdom is like a sharp blade, where life takes less effort when you have more wisdom. You with me? And, and, and it's true. It will take less effort. It, it, wisdom literally means to be skillful in application of knowledge. How to apply things appropriately to get results. 
You with me? You ever been around somebody and you're trying to do something and they just seem to be able to do that and do that and do that? They have a wisdom, whether it's natural or not, to apply certain knowledge and make something work. You with me? You know, I told that story a couple weeks ago or a week ago about when I went fishing. And, uh, you know, I had knowledge about it. And this guy's just catching fish, catching fish. And I've run into a couple people who told me, your problem is you're doing this. Well, I had knowledge. They said, change this. And when I did and put it into operation, that was wisdom. Applying it, and then I caught more fish. Now you understand, somebody's like, I ain't trying to catch fish. I got this. Well, it works the same. You with me? And so wisdom is like a sharp blade. Less work, less labor, greater results. Less wisdom, harder labor, less results. But choose the former. But remember this, you got to get wisdom. Wisdom just doesn't automatically happen. You know, sometimes we look at people... Uh, and you wonder, well, why are they successful? Somewhere they gained wisdom. Maybe for, it was passed on from their parents. Maybe it was passed on from certain things, or, or they saw it. And I'm talking just in the natural. Some of this can be passed on. We can pass it on to our kids. But the issue is this, whether it was passed on or not, we got to get it. We got to get it. We need it, and we don't just need it, we need to apply it. Because if you have wisdom, you know the Bible said in James uh, 1, it says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who will give it to him freely. But let him ask in faith, you know, and so on. But he said God will give him wisdom. But notice how it starts, it says, if any man which fits with the wise guy title. It didn't say woman. But it counts. So you're like, oh, great. No, when he talks about man, he just means mankind. So he said, if you lack wisdom, ask of God. He'll give it to you freely. You know, some people don't need to ask for wisdom. That's why he said, if you lack wisdom. Some people already know what to do, but they're not doing it. So you don't lack wisdom you lack applying the wisdom that God gave you. But remember, if you don't apply the wisdom, the direction God gave you, it makes life harder because it takes more strength now because you're not applying the thing that's sharp that will bring results. So your labors will get harder and you could love God. And your walk with God will get harder and getting success in these things will be harder because you're not applying what you already know. Somebody said, but it's hard. Well, the Bible said no correction or direction we get from God is easy. But he said, if you will train yourself to obey, it said it would bring forth good fruit. Hebrews 12. Peaceable fruit. The thing you want is on the other side. So, understand this, if I don't apply it, then it Life gets harder. And it's harder to get results. Thank you for your excitement. And uh, I'm going to read a couple of things I wrote down. You know, because there's many uh, things we can do in life. And we're talking about wisdom. But wisdom would tell us not to. You ever been there? whether it's pressure, whatever it is, the natural would say, I can do that, I'm going to do it. Wisdom would tell you, don't do it. There are many things we could buy. But wisdom would say, don't. Just think about that. You know, have we, have we spent on trinkets and things that fall apart and don't bring us a good return, that later on we wish we had that money, but we don't because we didn't use wisdom. You can train kids like this. 
or you can train them to buy everything that is in the toy section going through the store every time you go. And then you got a pile of stuff that later on you throw away was worth nothing. What am I saying? Don't ever buy your kids toys. Get them a hammer. Get them a drill. No, I'm not saying that. It's like, great. Get them a broom. Get them a weed eater. Get them, to, get them a paintbrush. No, I'm not saying that. Give them online lessons in this computer class when they're three. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you can buy your kids toys, but there should be some discipline about it too. Because part of it's your money. And you're training them. It would be good to train them to say no every now and then. But it would be good also to train them, let's wait and get something better. Something that'll last. You know, some people could use wisdom and invest more in the home they purchased instead of just frivolous vacations. And I'm for doing vacations. But just doing, doing, doing... You sure that's great for you, but what could it do for your home that later on you could sell it and make more money? That went over good. I'm not tampering with people's doing a vacation because I think they're appropriate and it's fine, but it can be certain things that we do. What are we getting a return with it? What, what, and, and it's good for your family to be get together and to do different things. And somebody says, well, I can't afford some big vacation. You can go to the lake for the day or something. You know what I mean? I'm just saying there is wisdom that will help us. People often make emotional decisions, things they fall in love with. You know, a lot of people fall in love with a lot of things. Some of you are acting totally... You know, I didn't even know that you can actually be addicted to Amazon Prime. <laughs> Serious, and then you find out, well, people are like, oh, I've got to buy that. Oh, I can buy that. I can get that tomorrow. Push the button. Push the button. And there's like support groups. <laughs> Wisdom would tell you don't buy everything. But we fall in love with a person, got to have them. Don't know how they are, or we do. We can fall in love with a house. We can fall in love with an idea, fall in love with a car, and then make an emotional decision. And there's nothing wrong with having all those things in their right place. Thank you. But you can just do it. Oh, he got one. I got to have one. Maybe it's not time. Maybe it's never the time. Maybe there's a different path. I'm not saying you can't succeed because if you read these things, uh, but wisdom brings success. We're not talking about not having success and not being able to get things. You with me? But what if we didn't buy every single toy and every time we were we're like, oh, I'm going to get that toy for, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this. If we just put that money aside, probably at the end of the month, for some people, they're like, I got you a new cell phone. And your six-year-old kid's like, whoa. Yeah, but you think about it. Buy them a $5 gift to every time you go to the store, this little thing, and it's already broken by the time they get home. Just saying. Not saying don't get them stuff. I'm just saying. There's some wisdom I can see here. I need... You know, remember when the Pope... You probably don't remember this, but the Pope came to the United States years ago. Some of you weren't alive back then. It's hard to talk like that. You know, you weren't even alive. I feel like I'm still young. But when the Pope came, they made this Pope-mobile. And it was all... Anybody remember that? It was all plexiglass. I feel like I need that right now in case somebody starts hucking rotten tomatoes at me for some of these comments. Making good decisions does not mean the opportunities or the circumstances are perfect. Wisdom doesn't always wait for everything to get perfect. Now you could make that say something I'm not saying. 
you with me? But sometimes people want to move forward with God, and they're like, and they've been wanting to move forward with God for five years, and they're still in the same place they are today because, you know, this came and this came, and I'm waiting for this, and then I'm going to commit, and then when this happens, let me change it because this will hit home. You know how you want to lose those five pounds, but you're like, or 50, you know, or whatever it is, you know, you're like, but I'll wait because I got this party, and then company's coming, and then it's Chris. I mean, it's a week away. Uh, might as well just chow down. Wisdom would say, go for it now. Don't wait for everything to be perfect, because there's going to be birthday parties. There's going to be something coming, uh, you know, in that area. But isn't that true with our walk with God, too, or different things? You can't wait till everything's perfect. Now, right on the other hand, there are things you should wait for to get right. Wisdom would tell you, you don't jump into stupid things because stupid decisions bring stupid paydays. Then we use our faith to hopefully change something that we stupid it in. Right? Is that a proper structure of a sentence? But it makes sense. Right? I've stupided some things in that I wish I could have unstupided. <laughs> right? Somebody's like, I've never done that. And you're a liar, too. <laughs> Proverbs, the fourth chapter. We, we, we just need to realize we, we can do better, but wisdom is super important, and, and wisdom is something that we are all... Uh, capable of getting it's not something that can't be gotten and it is super important you with me proverbs 4 verse 7 wisdom proverbs 4 7 i still i hear some page pages ruffling unless that's somebody opening a candy bar and if that's the case say part of it for me Wisdom is the principal thing, and if it's mint, don't bite it in half and give me half. You just swallow the whole thing. Uh, verse 7, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, now notice it's the principal thing. When we go to school, and, and you know, in elementary school, we knew who the principal was. <laughs> uh, that's the principal. And back then, they paddled people. Uh, Capital punishment or whatever it's called, right there in school. And uh, you didn't have a lot of people whining, though. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, but when we talk about, and the Bible talks about, it's the principal thing, means it's the highest thing. Would you agree? It's the principal thing. You know, when you go to elementary school, you work your way up. Well, you're going to go to the principal's office. Ooh, now I'm really in trouble. The principal thing. He said, wisdom, wisdom, being skillful to apply knowledge and things, you know, put things into motion, is the principal thing. Think about it. God is telling you, don't just use your own strength. Don't just use your own might. Don't just give all your energy. Apply some wisdom. It'll free up some time. It'll free up some strength. It'll give you better success. He said wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Isn't that interesting? He gave you wisdom here. Right? Think about it. Wisdom is the principal thing. Now remember application is wisdom. He said, get wisdom. That's wisdom. Well, there's a lot of wisdom here. Get wisdom. That's smart. That's wise to get wisdom. Wisdom is the principle or the chief thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Understanding. Information. But wisdom, how to put it into practice. Don't just get understanding. Know how to put it into practice and put it into practice. Notice this. Exalt her. Exalt her who? Wisdom. Wisdom. Other translations besides saying exalt her say 
cherish her, you know, prize her, value wisdom. If it's the principal thing and we're not valuing it, not looking for it, we could be struggling through life for years. And this will work in any area of life, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, relationships, this will work. And if we're not trying to get wisdom and we're not making it a principal thing, then I will say this, you may have been working harder than you should have been working to get good results. But I'm just so busy. I'm, I'm just too busy. Got to do all this stuff. I don't have time to read my Bible and look to the Lord. No, it will free up time. It will free up time to get more wisdom. How can they go do this and do this and do this? Because they freed up their time. They're using wisdom. I'll tell you what, I've been working more than them. I just don't have time to do all this stuff they're doing. Get wisdom. So that means if it's the principal thing, Therefore, get it, then let's get it. Because you know what? It'll change the road of life for people. Get wisdom, exalt her, prize her, cherish her, and she will promote you. Wisdom will exalt you. It's like grabbing a hold of a hot air balloon. You could say it like this, even the direction we get from God, no matter what it is, don't ever despise the chastening of the Lord, the correction of the Lord, the Bible said. Why? And correction is not like, you're doing something, you're bad. No, correction can say, take this road instead of that road, you'll get there 20 minutes earlier. There's an accident up here. No, I always go this way. No, don't despise wisdom. Cherish wisdom and go down that path and then you'll be like, I got here 20 minutes before. Well, then I'm going to take off and by the time the next group gets there that went the other way, I'm 20 minutes down the road. I didn't hit the same restaurant where everybody finally got there at the same time. I was there 20 minutes earlier. So I saved time at the restaurant. I'm on the road earlier and off I'm going. Life is like this. You can gain more ground in a shorter period of time the more wisdom you get. And so notice he said, exalt her. Prize her, cherish her. She will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. That means don't just hear it, let it go out in one ear and out the other, but take a hold of it yourself and start applying wisdom. Start applying what you get. You with me? It's kind of like a life jacket. You can go, that's a life jacket, and then you fall in the water and you don't have a life jacket, you're going to have to paddle, 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 paddle to stay up. That will help me float. Put the life jacket on. No, that's okay. If you're in a shipwreck and you're out there, wisdom would say, put on the life No, I'm a good swimmer. I'm the best there ever was. It doesn't matter if you're the best worker that ever was you're going to exert so much energy that wouldn't it be better to have a life jacket on? So you're kicking back like, woohoo. I mean, what was the guy in Titanic? He died because he didn't have one. I mean, we know the end. <laughs> How good a swimmer you are. And then she just pushed him off. <laughs> That's how I remember it. She said, I love you. And down he went. But he didn't have to exert, and we don't have to exert that kind of energy. And wisdom is like a life jacket. It will take away a lot of the work. Not that it will take all of it away, but it will take a lot of the work away and lighten the load for you. But the issue is, do you got the time to get it? Will you take the time to get it? Notice, she, wisdom, will bring you honor. Wow. It will lift you up uh, when you embrace her. Look at verse 9. She will place on your head an ornament of grace. That's God's ability. A crown of glory she will deliver to you. 
Now, from a spiritual standpoint, that's God's presence. But from a natural standpoint, people will look at you and go, wow, they've got something. It won't be you're the swindler that was the mean boss that didn't help anybody and you just fought and got yourself there. Wisdom will put you there. And when you do it with God's wisdom, you'll be doing it in a way that it'll make God look good too. You with me? Verse 10. Hear, my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. Wisdom or the direction of God is, you know, direction from God is wisdom, and it's always the right path. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. Man, if you'll walk in wisdom, your walk will be better and be not hindered. And when you run, this means you're going to start picking up speed. Wisdom will allow you to make up ground. He said, you won't stumble. Somebody said, I'm behind in my walk with God. I'm behind where I should be in the things of life. And I'm getting closer to retirement. I haven't done anything. What do I... He'll help you to run and make up ground. Because you know this, whether you walk or run, you still, you, you're still got the same time of the day. It's, the clock is still ticking. But if I start running, I go further in that same amount of time. It's wisdom. You're gaining ground. And so if we would pursue wisdom, things can change. And no matter how good life is, it can get better. You with me? When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. Isn't that nice? Because, you know, I hike a lot. And um, there are times where I'll run. And I have fallen a couple times. Some pretty good ones. And they can delay you and you, and you don't get there as fast. But if you just keep running, man, you're going to cover ground. You're going to get there. You're going to be able to do more. Take firm hold of instruction, and this is of wisdom, and do not let go. When it says take firm hold, and when it tells us to get this, he's not just saying get it. He's saying get it and use it. Apply it. If I get it but don't apply it, like if I say here's how you sharpen an axe, you're like, great, thank you very much. You go down and buy the best file and you never do it. We all know how that ends. Take firm hold of instruction and do not let go. Keep her for she is your life or she will produce abundant life. Now let's look at just a couple more scriptures in closing. Colossians 1. You need this wisdom. I need this wisdom. And we're just going to quickly touch on these uh, couple of verses. Wisdom is huge. And where do we get wisdom? There is natural wisdom, but there's spiritual wisdom. Any wisdom that's on the earth that is good and profitable and is right and pure and not deceitful ultimately has its roots from God because we are His creation. You with me? But ultimately, you can find tremendous wisdom that will bring you success from the Bible. So Colossians, the first chapter, notice this. For this reason, verse 9, 1, 9. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard of it, this was their faith in the Lord. Now, if the principal thing is getting wisdom, isn't it interesting? As soon as these people came to know the Lord, the first thing, from the first day, they started praying this for them. So you could pray this for yourself. You could pray this for all the people in the church. You could pray this for your kids. You could pray this for your parents. You could pray this for, for everybody, you know, that's saved, so to speak. But notice this. For this reason, we also, in other words, Paul and his companions, besides Epaphras, because he was praying, uh, we find later on in this book, for them, we also, since the day we heard of it, their faith, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will. Some of us know His will. 
But notice, it's not just knowing. He said the knowledge of His will in all wisdom. How to put things into motion. How to apply things. That Notice, filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom. Because you think about it, we've been talking you know, in the past couple of weeks about reaching the lost, and we talked about how you can spend less time and win more people when you learn how to do it. That's getting wisdom. You don't have to witness to 500 people to get two saved. You could witness to six and get two saved with wisdom. But we maybe need to focus on wisdom because he said it's the principal thing. And here, as soon as they got saved, this was part of the prayer for them. Filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. In other words, this wisdom is just not natural and natural understanding. It is a spiritual thing. It's from God. The world has wisdom, and they'll cheat one person to get by and get ahead, but there's a way to do it in God that is incredible. This is not earthly wisdom we're talking about. Now, earthly wisdom the stuff that's right ultimately did come from God and they harvested it, found a principle, and are working it. Right? I mean, we're going to close here in James, the third chapter. Because, I mean, you think about it. If you're a farmer and you've got 100 acres and you've got two ox and a plow you are going to labor, 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 or 5,000 acres, you know, because those guys have big things now, you know, farms or whatever they're called. And um, they're out there. And if you had a plow and you were working harder than all your other neighbors and your neighbor shows up with a combine and a tractor with a bunch of blades behind it, you can't say, well, I'll tell you what, I work harder than them. I should make more money than them. No, they're using wisdom. Less strength, more wisdom. Now they're using tools and it's producing more or as much with way less labor. They're in the house doing stuff and he's still out there with his plow and they're like, you need to get wisdom and change and uh, get a tractor. No, I'll tell you what, there's nothing like hard work. Well, I'm doing plenty of hard work like this but I'm getting more done in the same amount of time. So he said you could pray and get spiritual. This is from God. Notice this. Spiritual wisdom. Wisdom seen in your spirit or conveyed from God. He can make you a better boss. He can make you a better... He can promote you. Some people are demanding promotions. You ever been there, heard people? I'll tell you what. If I was the boss right now, I'd be totally doing it different. And that's why you're not the boss right now. I'll tell you what. If I was the boss, it'd be a whole different program. Yeah, and that's why you're not the boss. And that's why you may never be the boss. But you could be. And you could go beyond the boss and become the owner. Because he said, if you get wisdom, it'll promote you. You don't have to say, I'll tell you what. Tell you what, I should be the boss. I'll tell you, I know how to do everything. That's why I'm doing this. I'm an uncut gem. Well, you need to get cut. You need to get wisdom. And if you'll get wisdom, you don't have to just promote yourself per se. There will be so much wisdom, it'll promote you. It told us that. I mean, if you had Jesus come on the scene and and uh, he's here and somebody else is here and you just were around Jesus after a while, don't you think he'd go, I'm going to take some advice from him. He had wisdom beyond measure. He grew in grace, grew in wisdom, and grew in the knowledge of God. And look at the results he got. James 3. We've gone long, but... We're going to finish here. James 3. We should pursue wisdom. We should ask God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. It'd be good if we see somebody get saved, start praying for them. 
somebody who's been saved a while, if we're laboring and not getting the results, they need wisdom. If they're not getting results, they need wisdom. Notice 3.17. But the wisdom that is from above... So notice that phrase, there's wisdom from God. This is huge. But the wisdom that is from above... The wisdom that, now go back to verse 15. This wisdom does not descend from above. Do you know people can be applying wisdom that is not from God? Will it bring God results? You could, re, you could, you could use wisdom and apply, apply natural wisdom twice as much, twice as hard, non-God wisdom, and still not get the results you're looking for. But the wisdom, this wisdom, verse 15, does not ascend from above, but is earthly, sensual, of the senses, I got to have this, I got to do, and I need to be with her, I need to be with him, I, I, this, and it's all about the senses and about feelings and just the natural. He said, this doesn't descend from above. He said, it's of the earth, of the fallen, and it's of demonic origin. Say, what? Yeah, of a demonic origin. It doesn't take much now to look around and turn on your TV and turn on the news for 20 minutes. Well, maybe you're not going to get the news because they're censoring stuff. That's demonic. They are totally censoring. That is demonic. They're promoting their own thing. And it's not God. That wisdom is not from above. But think about it. The wisdom that is from above is one way, but this is sensual, it's selfish. Notice verse 16 where envy and self-seeking exist. When we're selfish in our life, we're not using God's wisdom. When we're not putting Him first, and do, then that makes our road harder and it makes more effort to live there than it does in this other place. Hallelujah. Where envy and strife, he's talking about the wisdom from the earth, and self-seeking exist, then confusion is there. Calamity and every evil thing are there. Whoa! You mean if I don't choose to live in God's wisdom and I just start doing it the way the world does it and applying and, and putting into practice the wisdom that is given in the earth, it's, I'm going to be not fulfilled? Say what? Is that what that just said? Second service starts in two minutes. Somebody said, I didn't know we did. Well, not till today. And we're starting right now. No. Notice, and every evil work is there. It's just, it makes the atmosphere, it makes stuff around not what it should be. So then notice verse 17, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure. If something you're looking at isn't pure from God's standpoint, it ain't His wisdom. Then, after pure, so that will get rid of a lot of things that are not pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield. That doesn't mean you just give in to anything because somebody could sit and push you to give in to the wisdom of the world. What it means is I won't give in to the wisdom of the world because it's willing, this wisdom is willing to yield. So I'm going to yield to God. I'm going to give way to Him. That doesn't mean I give way to everybody and all their kooky ideas because they could be walking in the wisdom of the world. And we know the wisdom of the world, its origins are of the devil. I've said this before. When you come in contact with certain things, uh, and you get the flavor of it. 
You deal with the devil, you know, and you'll notice fear's there. You just resist that. That's not of God. No fear is of God. But when it's God, it's full of peace. Everybody alive and well? It's full of goodness. We can recognize when God's working. Willing to yield, full of mercy. Man, when we're giving out stuff to people, if we're walking in wisdom, we're going to be merciful to them. You know why? Because merciful people receive mercy. You're unwise to be harsh to everybody. Why? Because that's what you'll reap. So wisdom would say, let's just give mercy to people who are not as perfect as me and you. Yeah, that was sarcasm. Don't write that down. Okay, give wisdom to people who are not as smart as me and pastor. No. We all need mercy. And he said, he who does not give mercy will be shown no mercy. So wisdom says, I know I need it. Wisdom says, give it. Let's not be harsh on them. They made a mistake. They've fallen 50 times. Well, I'm still going to be merciful. That doesn't mean I'm going to follow their example, but I'm going to be merciful. And I'm not going to throw them under the bus, so to speak. Notice, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality. Ooh, that's a big one in the day and age we live. Because we can be partial because of various things if we're not careful. Oh, you mean they're voting for that guy? <laughs> well, that changes everything. No, it doesn't. It just tells you what kind of wisdom they're yielding to. I thought I'd throw that in there. Or wisdom from above? Or wisdom? Okay, never mind. And there's probably a huge truth in that idea, but we've still got to be merciful. Without partiality and without hypocrisy. It's just genuine. Well, I think we're good. I'm going to read it in the New International Version. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive. And when we're talking about submissive, we're talking to God and His ways. Full of mercy, good fruits, impartial, and sincere. Well, I would say this. If we're a Christian... Let's start praying about wisdom. Let's read the Bible because it is a fountain of wisdom. And let's not read it like we know it. If we approach the Word like we know it all, then guess what? You won't be able to renew your mind. Let me say that again. If you approach the Word like you know it, you will not be able to renew your mind. You'll only train it in the, your own self-opinion. And you'll get harder and harder in that opinion. Your mind will not be renewed. Some people need to think about that. If you approach the Word like you know it, then you'll just be gathering things to shape your own opinion. Your mind will not get renewed. You have to totally be open, submissive, yield, and go, okay, that may change my opinion about something. Then when you adopt it, then your mind will get renewed. Then your life will be transformed. Then you'll walk in God's best.